Just looking at verse 17 of Ephesians 5 tonight, under the heading of a conscious decision concerning our time last week, our ways and our days, and concerning truth this week in verse 17. Familiar verse, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this small but uh, personal, uh, powerful and pertinent verse that we can look into tonight and the contents of this. Lord, we know that you have your will to be done on earth, and it will be done. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, you will bring in your kingdom and you will uh, um, jail the devil. You will bring your people to glory. And Lord, we thank you for the promises of the songs we sung and the people that penned them. We thank you for this word that you have given by your Holy Spirit. Bless it to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, a a decision concerning truth. Question that's often asked by young people at camp. Maybe by older people too, still wondering, but not maybe willing to ask, what is God's will for me? Could you just tell me, write down a bit of paper? (laughs) It's often asked that question. And I think tonight, hopefully, as we look at the word of God, we'll find the will of the Lord. How do we know the will of the Lord? You know, we don't have an audible voice. We don't have, you know... written down on a bit of paper, written up in the heavens, but we can know the will of the Lord. And uh, how do we know the will of the Lord? That's an important question. I think there's only one answer to it. (laughs) We've got it in our hands tonight. We've got it in the Word of God. That's the will of God. And so how important it is to know the Word. Uh, Truth is being sacrificed on the altar of pragmatism today. Well, we'll see if it works and then we'll know it's God's will. (laughs) That's found in 2 Timothy 2 verse 4. And the word in the Greek is pragmatia. And I think it's the only time it's used in the New Testament. Um, The affairs of this world, the pragmatia of this world. We don't discover God's will by... Trial and error. That's, well, see if it works first and then. That's pragmatism. A lot of churches are doing it. It fills the church. So that pragmatic approach is, well, let's just do it. Uh, It's being sacrificed. Truth is being sacrificed in the altar of convenience. Is it convenient to do, for me to do? That must be the easy road, you know, (laughs) is the way to go. That must be what God's will is. Um, On the altar of emotion. A lot of emotion around him so-called Christian circles today. They emote along. But is it truth? You know, I don't know, maybe I'm not emotional enough. <laughs> but if you, and I've seen it at camp and things like that, where they're all tears and nothing to do with what the Bible said. It's all about emotions and a, a story. Now, yeah, we can have testimonies. But emotion does not bring us to understand the will of the Lord. Emotions can very much lead us astray, the wrong path. 
<clears throat> feeling that goes along with emotions, doesn't it? The altar of truth can be sacrificed on the altar of feeling and personal preferences. I prefer that it's this way. Hey, there's a lot of things in the Christian life that you would personally prefer not to do but are essential to do because it's God's will to do. <laughs> um, real, popularity. Truth is sacrificed on the altar of popularity. It makes me, you know, it exalts me. It gives me a, a time in the spotlight. No, let's not do that. There's a few references, and I'll just read them to you in 1 Samuel 3, 1. <clears throat> and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. The word precious is rare. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. And I think today it's a rare thing to hear that the word of the Lord expounded and explained and I love it in the Old Testament there where in Ezra and Nehemiah's time they've they got the book of the law, the word of the Lord, and they read it before the people and they stood there all day and and listened to the word of the Lord and they were attentive to it. They hadn't heard this before. It was a rare thing to hear the word. And it's good when you come across a, a Christian that's been in a, a liberal church and you share the word with them. Well, I never knew that. Yeah you can see that the exposure of the word enlightens their heart immediately. Second um, <clears throat> Chronicles 15.3 reads, Now for a long season Israel hath been without the true God and without teach a teaching priest and without the law. For a long time they'd been without this. And what happens when you're without the knowledge of the will of the Lord from the word of God, there's all sorts of things come in to the nation. Any wonder Israel had to go into captivity, the Word of the Lord was rare. There were very few prophets preaching it. And when they did preach it, they were usually jailed or executed. Amos chapter 8, verse 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor of the thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, from north even to the south, to the east, they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. That's rare, isn't it? To hunt everywhere. Are not people who are true believing Christians doing that somewhat today? If they're, they're looking for a place to go to church and they're not finding many places to go to church because the word of the Lord is rare. It's precious, as it were, in First Samuel. Um, <clears throat> Truth is certainly becoming a rare commodity, not only within the world, but within the church. You know, inverted commas. Probably should do that. Huh? <clears throat> it's becoming a rare thing. Let's turn to Second Timothy chapter 4, just over there. How can we know the will of the Lord if we don't know the word of the Lord? And there's some things being done in churches that are plainly not the will of the Lord but they're still doing them because they don't know the word of the Lord. And that goes for the worldly music that's in the churches today, doesn't it? It's been sung in those churches and it's just not the will of the Lord. But it's attracting multitudes and they are saying, and even independent Baptists have gone that way, have said, you know, it's, <laughs> we're getting them in. We're getting an opportunity to testify to them and get them saved. But what are you saving them to if you're not going to stand it for, to be saved to and from? 
You know, that is the word of the Lord tells us some very certain things. 2 Timothy 4.3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but of their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned under fables. The people, as in the Old Testament, and the people love to have it so. <laughs> Tickle our ears and we'll be satisfied. Tell the truth, the will of God, and we will kick you out. That's not what should be done, should it? Over in 1 Kings 22.13 it reads, And the messenger who was gone to call Micah spoke unto him, saying, and spoken to Micah, Behold now the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. <laughs> Pragmatic compromising everything this is what this chap was saying and Micaiah said as the Lord liveth what the Lord saith to me that will I speak <laughs> that's the sort of men we need in the pulpits today <laughs> what the Lord has said the word of the Lord the will of the Lord that will I speak good old-fashioned fundamentalist he was <laughs> he was going to speak the word Isaiah 30 verse 10 reads this is a rebellious people lying children Children who will not fear the law of the Lord, who say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. <laughs> this is what they are asking for. <laughs> and there's plenty of preachers and ministers around that want to do that. <laughs> smooth as butter. Butter wouldn't melt in their mouth. <laughs> Uh, let's be aware of that, and particularly in relation to what we said in First Timothy, Second Timothy, in the last days, this would happen. And back there in in Ephesians five, where we are, Ephesians five seventeen. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand. The word unwise there is aphron in the Greek, and it means senseless. Be not senseless, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Surely it's the height of stupidity to have in one's hand the very word of the living God inbreathed by the omniscient all-wise creator of the universe and neglect to read it, neglect to study it, neglect to memorize it, neglect to meditate upon it, <laughs> and neglect to obey it. And the angels must look down in disgust and saying, what are these people doing? The, the unfallen ones, of course. And they look on in astonishment. You know, we, we spend our years going to colleges to study medicine. I'm not saying it's wrong to do it, but when that takes priority, we study physics, we study chemistry, uh, business management, engineering. The, the, the one that gets me is psychology. Why study psychology when you've got the book that tells man how to live? The one who created us. And... Um, but people do it. We invest time and money. We spend years doing these studies. Sit at the feet of those whom we consider learned people. We buy their books. And by the way, if you go to uni, be prepared to buy a new set of books every year, not to get them from the fellows from the year before. They change a few words. And you've got to buy a book. It's a money-making racket if your kids went to uni. Um, um, and... And in the psychology classes from the, our kids that have been there, you have to give the answer 
that that teacher wants, that lecturer wants, not the other lecturer. And they're all different. He's right. God's right. Not these. So we invest time in this and attend their lectures, apply our minds and master what they have to say. But we neglect our Bibles. That's folly, isn't it? What an exposure of our warped sense of values when we can know the will of the eternal God and we set it aside. Ask the average professing Christian, I won't do it to you tonight, to find the book of Habakkuk. You've got it open there now. (laughs) (laughs) Bang, they can't find it. You go into a church where they don't have, like we have their Bibles in our laps, and ask them even to find Genesis. You go and ask the preachers in some of these churches to do that. They're lost. Ask an average Christian, maybe in our church, you know, what is the big picture of the Old Testament? What's contained in this book? What's the broad outline or, you know, what's the theme of that book or this book or that book? What are the minor prophets? Where are they in the Old Testament? Um, you know, who, who, who was the 12 tribes of Israel? Can you name them? Who, who are the seven? What's the names of the seven churches? You know, they, oh, they're a bit, getting a bit hard. You know? What about the, how, how many Marys in the Bible were there? Do you, do you know any of those guys? I mean, ladies. <laughs> do you know any of those? It's just our ignorance of the word of God is because we don't read it. We don't study it. We we don't meditate upon it, memorize it. It's not important. It's not important to us. How can we understand the will of God when we do not search out the scriptures of the Lord? That's his will written down here. <clears throat> oh, now I won't use that illustration. <laughs> I've heard some, yeah, when people talk to you about things that they know the pastor doesn't agree with, and they will say, I, I preface what they're going to say, I prayed about this. Or I was reading the other day in the prophets that had nothing to do with, you know, that says, go north, young man. Well, okay, well, who was I talking about? And they use that to say that was the will of the Lord. Ah, oh, be careful. You might go north into devil's territory where God doesn't want you. Right? Paul, the apostle, he was struggling sometimes to find the, word, the will of the Lord and he heard a man of Macedonia saying, come over here. And you see, standing this side of 2,000 years of church history, God was taking him to Europe, not to where he was desiring to go, that that message Churches might be planted there to get that message through and out to the countries that would be influential in the history to come. And, and uh, we, Paul didn't know that, but God did. And he followed God's leading and he, and he, didn't, he probably didn't even wait another minute. <laughs> he got up and he went. But that was certainly a definite voice to him calling. Um, <clears throat> this, this is the way, walk ye in it. Um, we could ask a lot of questions about the Old and New Testament. The average Christian doesn't know them. The average professing Christian knows little about the one book in all the world 
that should mean the most to them. They should know the most about it. Sometimes when you quote it to the people that are in that state, they don't want to hear it. Prophesy to us smooth words instead. That same person may know movies, the characters and actors in the movies. Haven't you noticed a lot of people, of these movie people, are dying of overdoses and suicide? Do they have the answers? Are they the people we should be setting up as our idols? No. There's a, there's a club they call the 27 Club. I think I don't know if there's other, other ones, but the people that die at 27. And, yeah, and, and it's like, you know, a death wish. And it happens to them. There's one died on the Emerald property, just, and it was said. It was one of those people that thought that way, and that's what, it, and well, there's a main road goes through to the property, middle of it. And, um, <clears throat> hey, we know what the will of the Lord is. Don't be influenced by the world. They are not the ones that tell us where to go and how to live. Many Christians will know the scores of yesterday's footy game. Now, Thomas, Thomas comes, and I'm not criticising Thomas at all, but, but on Sunday he, he sat up here and he was grinning right through the service. He just, you know, and, um, serious business, Thomas. Is. And when you talk to him on Sunday, what did he remember? That his team won. <laughs> his team won. It was important to him. I don't know what team it was. Essendon. Essendon, was it? Okay. Do you barrack for Essendon? Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, see, just what I'm talking about here. <laughs> they know this course, but he, he was a Bible study. <laughs> we can do that. We can know the stock market if we're in financial things. I heard about a chap this week. He owns, he's about 4,000 acres. I've done work for him. <clears throat> and he he's selling it. He said, I can earn more in one day sitting at my computer than I can all year. And it's not just an ordinary 4,000 acre farm, it's a stud farm, Angus Bulls. He, and, and he said he can make more in one day. I said, maybe I should rub shoulders with that. Like, but anyway, that's his business and he knows what's going on. And Christians sometimes get it, can get it, awed by the things of this world and not know what the will and word of God says. You know, <clears throat> the price of the oil, the value of the dollar, and all these things, they, they, they're hanging on these things, but not for the Christians. Don't be senseless, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What is our mind on? The word understanding there in verse 17, God wants us to use our mind, understand the will. If we don't use it, we may lose it. <laughs> we are to use our minds to understand God, God's word. It's God's will. It's not some mystical thing we discover. That is God's will. We, our transformed mind, understand and is taught by the Spirit of God as the word of God is read by us. <clears throat> use God's word. Pray, meditate, worship. And discover. Here's a few verses, and we don't have to look them up. I'll quote part of them. Romans 2:18. Knowest thou His will, and approvest the things that are excellent? It's talking about the Jews. You know, 
They think they know the word of God. They approve things that are excellent. They say the right thing. They're like the Pharisees. And, and the Lord said, you know, understand what they and believe what they believe, but don't do what they do. <laughs> they, they didn't do the word of God. They thought they knew, but they didn't. Romans seven eighteen, for to will is present with me. And how often that's the will that takes over, not God's will, our will. <laughs> and to will is present with me. In Romans 12, 2, well-known verse, Be not conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then that ye may prove what is the good and perfect and what? Acceptable will of God. There you go. We can prove what is acceptable will of God by living the word of God, and he will lead us through paths of righteousness. He will open and close doors, as he did with Paul. <clears throat> we only know as much as we will let our mind be filled with the word of God and be transformed to his image. 1 Corinthians 4.19 If the Lord will, and it's in James 4.15 If the Lord will, we shall do this or that. That's what you should say, but you are saying, said James, we will go into such and city and buy and sell and get gain and be there for a year. But you've not said if the Lord will. We have to preface what we do, what we say, where we go. If the Lord will and the door opens there, don't be so proud and haughty and arrogant that we think we know better than God. Ephesians 6, 6 and 7, there it speaks, doing the will of God from the heart. Not you know, We understand the word with our head and we apply it to our heart and doing it from our heart. Huh? Can you do somebody's will, or can you even do God's will, not from the heart? We can, can't we? I think Jonah was a bit of a case like that. He, he, he knew what he should do. He, he, after he got dunked and come up, spat out, and uh, he unwillingly went to do God's will. We can tell because of results. You know, I know what they're going to do. They're going to repent. And you're going to save them. <laughs> and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but doing the will of God from the heart is what God wants. He wants people that are moved from the heart. Uh, Colossians 1.9, filled with the knowledge of his will. As it goes along with uh, Ephesians, filled with the knowledge of his will. How? By knowing the word. We can't emphasize it enough. Colossians 4.12 That ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. We can stand perfect and complete in his will. And be confident that we're walking in his will. And be able to say when we get to the end of life, you know. That's what God wanted. I've run the course. I've finished the course. I've run the race. How did Paul say it in Philippians? Therefore, there's a crown of righteousness as it laid out for me. He, he, he said, I've, I've, I've finished, I've done it, completed the course. If the, 1 Thessalonians 4.3, this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Sanctification is part of the will of God. And if we don't get sanctified, if we're not living a Christian life that's a godly example, how can we know the will of God? We have to respond to the light that he gives to get more light to know the will of God. And if we're not sanctified, it's not happening. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 8, we read there, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. 
It's the will of God to give thanks in, in, in how many things? Everything. Is that some, sometimes hard to do? Yep, it sometimes is hard to do when things aren't going right. First um, Timothy 2.4 reads, Who will have all men, this is revealing God's desire and will, who will have all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. They shall shine like the stars forever that win people to the Lord. The Old Testament and Daniel. <laughs> he will have all men to be saved. That's God's will. That's, that's pretty easy to find. That's part of his word. Tells us, go ye therefore. In 1 Timothy 2.8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere. What is the will of God? Prayer. Prayer everywhere. Prayer for the, prayer for the politicians. Do they need it? Yes, they need it. Hmm. 1 Peter 2.15, For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. And that talks earlier about being sanctified. And you can put to silence people that criticise Christianity, that they're all hypocrites. No, you can set an example that we're not. 1 Peter 3.17, For it is better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Hard to swallow. But that's what the will of the Lord is. You suffer for doing right rather than doing wrong. And so, hey, if you suffer for doing wrong, you end up in jail. <laughs> if you suffer for doing right, your soul is set at liberty. You know you're walking before the Lord. Um, in First John 2.17, it tells us, And the world that passes away and the lust of it, but he that doeth the will of God. You know, it's over and over again repeated in all different contexts. The, he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And 1 John 5.14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, we've mentioned prayer already, this is asking according to his will. And there's some definite things that are not according to his will, that is no sense asking, but if we ask according to his will, he hears us and answers. And one more, first, 2 Peter 3.9, one thing we know, that God is not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. Do we understand what the will of the Lord is? Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand, know what the will of the Lord is. And get into the word so you can know the will of the Lord. So when somebody asks you, what is the will of the Lord? Ask the first question, have you been reading the Bible? Have you been meditating in it? Is it God speaking to you through it? You know, not in the sense like, you know, we, like we, said, we mentioned it earlier, but um, some man searching for the will of God and how was it put to him? Um, he opened a page and it fell open too. Um, no. <laughs> now you've got me trained to thought going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, how does it start? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there he opened it again, and Judas went hang himself, and oh no, <laughs> goes over and do likewise. <laughs> Doug's got it, and do quick. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so that's not discovering God's will, is it? <laughs> At all.